Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I'm happy tonight to welcome Lane Barnes here and appreciate you coming and being interviewed. You bet. Telling us your story. Now, you were born and raised Latter-day Saint for your first part of your life, true? I guess I was born into the church, yeah. Yeah, baptized at age eight. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And are you, uh, were you active? Did you go to primary and do all the things that kids do? I still remember songs from primary. <laughs> you still do? I think we all do. The words that we <laughs> give said the little stream and so on. So were you, uh, you were, as a youth, were you active? Uh, yes. Went to scouts and... Scouts and mutual and... Yeah. You ever do seminary? Did you ever take seminary? Never did seminary. You didn't do that, huh? Well, what uh, what would you say? Did you have a testimony of... Had you ever read the Book of Mormon? Did you ever look at I the did. Book of Mormon? I, I read the Book of Mormon after I was married. Oh, later in life. And, mm-hmm. yeah. So how did you feel? Did you feel like... Were you proud to be a Latter-day Saint when you were growing up? Everybody in the state was proud to be a Latter-day Saint. <laughs> well, I mean, you, but you accepted that as your, as your culture, and you were Latter-day Saint. And, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And did you uh, uh, ever bear a testimony? Were you ever, when I mean, you went to meetings, I guess? And um, Not that I can remember. <laughs> All right. Were your parents married in the temple? Is that true? They were. Oh, did they ever share that experience with you or anything? Uh, not really. No. Uh, uh, later on, my my mother has, has told me a little bit about it now. Yeah. But uh, not much was said about that. Wow. Well, so uh, you became an elder, though, uh, eventually in the church. What was the occasion for that? Well, I was, uh, after uh, I was married, uh, we had uh, missionary discussions with my wife's brother, who was a turned missionary. Hmm. And, uh, and what was the purpose of the missionary discussions? Uh, well, I'd kind of uh, fallen away from the church at that point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wanted something more, so... You wanted to become more active? Or? Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to know God. Okay. And so uh, we decided that uh, we'd have the discussions, and and then uh, I guess I got a warm, fuzzy feeling. <laughs> Felt like the church was true. Or? Yeah, that it, you know, this has got to be true. I mean, yeah. there's so many good things. Yeah. Well, you had mentioned that, uh, so so you became an elder. So what did, what... Uh, That's about the time I became an elder. That was... Did, you uh, didn't go through the temple at that point? Didn't did go you? through the temple, no. Okay. We was thinking about working towards it, I guess. Okay. Uh, but uh, never, never did. Wow. Well, so your wife was active, was she? Yeah, we both uh, we, we both went to church. And you raised the kids in the church. How many children did you have? She had a, a 
a son, Richie, from a prior marriage, and he went with the shows. Oh, okay. Now you sent a son. I was I was uh, twenty years old back then. That was that was a while back, Earl. Okay. Well, I, I know. Now you had a son, then, or at least uh, you sent a son on a mission here, not too long ago. Is that true? And uh, yeah, that was uh, yeah. Uh, he went down to Ecuador on a mission. Wow. Did he enjoy that experience? And he did. Okay, well, we'll maybe catch his story sometime. You tell me that. Uh... Yeah, I think you just might. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll delve into that one at a different time, I guess. Well, so you consider yourself an active Latter Day Saint? I'm assuming. You mean now? No, no. Uh, when back, you, yeah, back, back when. Yeah, back, back when you were an elder and working. Yeah, yeah, when I, when, yeah. Yeah. You worked in the scout program, and yeah, I worked in the scout. Well, had different jobs. Yeah, you know. different callings, and mm -hmm. well, so what happens to make you start questioning the church? Well, uh, I would always run into contradictions and uh, things that just didn't sound right. Things that were a little bizarre. Um, Did these come up with during the missionary discussions, or no? After no, this, that? this. Well, it was. It was kind of all through my church experience. They would come up with things that uh, didn't make a lot of sense to me. Wow. Uh, what kind of things? Well, contradictions like uh, I was told uh, not to study myself out of the church and uh, things like when, when one of the uh, apostles said, uh, uh, you know, after the prophet speaks, uh, the time for thinking is done. Yeah. And those sort of things just rub me wrong. I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I get, you know, I'm too much of a maverick not to think for myself. I guess. Yeah. So that didn't that didn't sit really well with you to, to be told not to not to think and not to study. Well, uh, God tells us He's the truth, and why not find out the truth? Yeah. And uh, says He does everything in truth, and to be told not to think. Not to find out things in, in, in Second Thessalonians, uh, it says uh, to prove everything, and uh, to take away your your mind to think for yourself. Uh, that sounds a lot like a cult to me. Yeah. And then I, I had uh, doubts about uh, as looking into a seer stone to, you know. When you found out Joseph Smith used the seer stone for the Book yeah. of Mormon. Secret handshakes for to tell if a spirit's good or not, uh, and then uh, one time in in, in uh, the uh, general priesthood meeting, uh, the, the one you go to before you separate for the elders' quorum and the deacons and the yeah. high priests and that, uh, uh, somebody told me that uh, uh, blacks are just sons of perdition and they're just going to hell. You know, I mean, contradictions like that. Uh, contradictions. Well, wait, at least. At least the LDS did believe that they probably weren't faithful in the pre-existence or something that they, I mean, I, I know that was the... Doesn't the, sound like God to me. Uh, that he would play favorites. and I mean, it just didn't make sense. Uh, yeah. Contradictions like uh, uh, you can become a God when, when uh, in Isaiah it, it clearly states, uh, God says there were no gods formed before me and there will be no gods formed after me. Then you look in the DNC 132 and... Uh, we can all become gods. So. We can all become gods. I mean, 
can't have it both ways. There's just so many contradictions between the Book of Mormon and the Bible, uh, except for the parts that were uh, taken from the Bible. <laughs> uh, and there were a few of those. Oh, yeah. 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 But uh, just, I would run into contradictions all the time that I just couldn't explain. Yeah. And, and uh, it, Well, it sounds like you've done a lot of study. Is that something you enjoy doing? And well, I read the Bible every morning, and uh, I watch Bible study yeah. uh, what did courses. You, what did you think of the Bible as a Latter-day Saint? Uh, well, you're told that uh, it's not translated correctly. And uh, another contradiction, well, Joseph Smith uh, has his own translation of it. Why don't they use it? rather than the King James, if it's not translated correctly. Yeah, and he supposedly went through it and got it. I don't know whether they say it just didn't get finished, but I think Joseph Smith said he was done with it. So, But anyway, you're right. I don't know why My understanding that it, it was finished, and it, well, they have a finished copy of it now. I mean, how can they have a finished copy of it now? Yeah. And uh, it just, uh, you know, those things just don't make sense to me. The linguistics uh, don't make sense to me. Didn't make sense to me. When uh, in the uh, 19th century, they're, uh, or they're translating in the 19th century, uh, first century Reformed Egyptian into 17th century uh, King James Old English. I mean, that's nuts. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense at all. No. Uh, I, th I think Brigham H. Roberts had the same problem with the with yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I read that uh, one book he wrote, and he had real trouble with that. Yeah, uh, but it, and to hear uh, uh, Abraham uh, talk in in uh, 17th century King James English, you know, that's that's just nuts. <laughs> but it was so many contradictions like that, and then uh, I guess when I finally got a little disgusted with it is when I was at Temple Square. And they got a big plaque up there that says, uh, has the 12 articles of faith on the plaque. Yeah. And the 12th article of faith says that uh, we believe in uh, sustaining, honoring, and obeying the law of the land. And if you do some studies about Joseph Smith and Brigham Young and John Taylor, and they're criminals. I mean... <laughs> well, I, I know they practice polygamy against the law and... Of course, he destroyed the printing press that Joseph Smith did. That was treason. Yeah. That was against the Constitution and, and the Bill of Rights, I believe. Yeah. That was treason. Not only that, he, uh, he had warrants out for his arrest for all kinds of things. He was convicted not only of uh, uh, being a liar, he admitted that he was a liar in the trial of Josiah Stoll. Uh, and that really As bothered. a glass looker. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, he, he says, I pretended to look in this stone and see these things, and, uh, and that's in the transcripts. Of course, the LDS apologist will say, even though uh, it's in Judge Neely's handwriting, and it's a, taken from his court at that time, and, and everything fits all together like a glove in hand, they, they will tell you that, well, anything can be forged. Uh, I mean, open your eyes. I mean, yeah, just do a little thinking here on your own. And, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, or, uh, Governor Ford uh, said that he was the biggest misleader of modern times, and 
You know, I agree with that. But it, it wasn't only the, the uh, destroying the printing press. Uh, uh, he had a, quite a criminal background, and he was known as a storyteller, a liar. Wow. If you will. Now, was the uh, 12th article of faith a lie? I mean, was Brigham Young following the law when he, he ran off the, 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 the governors to replace him in the territory at gunpoint? Here in America, uh, in Utah. And yeah. Here, yeah. In, here in here in here in the Utah, Desert. yeah, was he breaking the law at, at uh, Mountain Meadows uh, uh, when he ordered that done? Yeah, the church history is a pretty pretty colored uh, bunch of events, isn't it? Uh, different things. How about John Taylor when you see him in his prison stripes? You know, big black and white prison stripes. I mean, was he breaking the law? Now, uh, polygamy was illegal in everywhere the the Mormons went. Yeah, And so to say that we believe in sustaining, honoring, and obeying the law of the land, that blew me away. I mean, <laughs> you, you understand... You just can't, like you say, you can't have it both ways if you're yeah, honoring the law and then breaking it. Today, uh, he would be charged as a, as a pedophile. Joseph Smith would, yeah. Brigham Young would, too. Oh, I didn't know if he took young, young ones, but I know Joseph Smith did, but... Yeah, certainly polygamous and be like Warren Jeffs. Yeah, I, I believe uh, uh, I believe that Brigham Young at least took a 16-year-old wife. Wow! And uh, today, that you know, that would be pedophilia. What did your family think of your findings? Did you share with them your wife and? Well, uh, Earl, I've been married three times. Oh, so which one? Huh? <laughs> but so, the one that you, when you converted, uh, no, I, I, I've actually and... only been Christian for uh, uh, going on four years. Oh, well, let's talk about your Christian walk a little bit. Are you? Uh, what happened to bring you out of Mormonism? Then, I mean, you mentioned these other factors that didn't reconcile very well. Is that what did, that drew you out of the church? What what drew you to Christianity? Back to your other question, I am sharing like heck with my family now. <laughs> yeah, but <aren't> uh, we all? <laughs> to bring me out of that, uh, I, I had to get hit between the eyes with a two-by-four, metaphorically speaking. Yes, of course. Uh, I had a, uh, actually I had a brain tumor removed. Wow. And, uh, you know, I had to really take a look at things. Mm. And, uh, boy, I'm here to tell you, prayers are answered. In all kinds of ways. Did that draw you to, to God then, or was it drawing you out of the church, or you out of the church by then, or it drew me to God? I was out. I was out of the church by then. At that point, yeah. there were just too many contradictions and too many things that that uh, didn't make any sense to me. Uh, for a thinking man, um, I, I just couldn't go along with it, and I was out of it at that time. But what brought me to God is is actually before I went in for my surgery, I says. God, I know that, uh, um, you know, if I don't make it, I would rather be with you than, than here. Because mm -hmm. I just don't like this world. <laughs> so, uh, and, and then things started turning around, and, and I started studying the Bible, and I started seeing all of the, uh, the Book of Mormon and the Bible just contradict each other up one side and down the other. Well, the Book of Mormon actually contradicts the church today in many regards, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, 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 didn't, it didn't support uh, polygamy. 
And of course, it, that got changed by Joseph Smith, but the Book of Mormon itself doesn't support polygamy. In fact, it talks against it. There's no baptism for the dead in the Book of Mormon or temple work. And well, one of the huge contradictions that I found in the Book of Mormon, and, and Jacob too, uh, that's Nephi's uh, brother, uh, is that um, it's, and he, he's got God speaking in that, and it's, it's telling that it, God says it's a wicked, it was a wicked abomination for King David and King Solomon and that no man should have to have wives and save concubines, it, right? one wife yeah. and no concubines. Right. And then you turn that around completely in section 132 in the Doctrine and Covenants. In the very first verse, by the way. <laughs> uh, is it in the first verse? Yeah. But it says it says that uh, this thing was was justified of King David and King Solomon. Yeah. And uh, God says. Uh, uh, I believe it's uh, I believe it's in Mark. Uh, uh, God says that uh, earth and heaven will pass heaven and earth will pass away, but my word, but my word will not pass away. Yeah, He doesn't change, and and that's <laughs> beauty about Christianity is He doesn't change. But there's a lot of just huge contradictions like that that are just absolutely opposite. Yeah. God doesn't do that. Yeah. So you opened up your Bible and started having a, a closer relationship with God or a different re relationship with Him? Earl, it's absolutely wonderful. I had no idea how uh, good, how almighty. I mean, I don't have adjectives to describe God at all. I mean, I fall way short. But I had no idea how, you know, I mean, it's just wonderful having a God yeah. that instead of the LDS God that, that can't even keep his church together. By the way, uh, <laughs> uh, when he says, even the gates of hell won't prevail against my church, and then I, I, rode, I read uh, the apostasy by uh, Talmadge, and that just made me sick. Made yeah. God a complete failure. And God... And he needed Joseph Smith to, to restore it, right? He couldn't do it himself. He had to have I get this picture, Joseph Smith. I get this picture in my mind of, of uh, God the Father and, and, and uh, Jesus Christ standing in, in Joseph's vision and how embarrassed Jesus must have been knowing that he was a complete failure with his church and he had to look to Joseph Smith to, uh, restore, it. to restore it. It's uh, After he said in the Bible that, like you say, the gates of hell would not prevail against it. God doesn't lie. I mean, that's uh, the gates of hell didn't prevail against it. Well, what do you think the LDS are missing with this discussion here? I mean, what did you miss? What did I miss for so many years? The truth. Yeah. It just didn't hit us, or what? We just didn't understand it? We didn't take the time to think about it? Well, when you're told uh, not to look at the man behind the curtain, yeah. not to use your mind, not to uh, study yourself out of the church. I asked what that was about. And they told me, well, there's uh, professors at BYU, and I know a lot of those professors now, yeah. that studied themselves out of the church. And uh, I had to dig and find out what that was all about, because that was telling me not to think. And what the LDS need now is, is to, to not follow blindly 
God says he is the truth in, in uh, what is John 14, 6? No. Uh, it says he is the truth in, in uh, uh, I think it's in John 2, uh, where he says that the truth will make you free. Yeah. Uh, take a look at the truth. Uh, we have the internet nowadays. You can look up these things. I mean, the, the preponderance of evidence is so great um, against the things that Joseph Smith taught. If, if you just open your mind and look, uh, it's, it's amazing. Uh, just <laughs> study everything. I, I told my son, study the Apocrypha books. Study everything. Find out the truth. It says in Thessalonians, in Second Thessalonians, prove everything. Yeah. Well, we shouldn't be afraid of the truth. I know the, the Latter-day Saints say that uh, the glory of God is intelligence, but uh, it, it, only on their terms, though. Exactly, only on those terms. They don't, they don't want you to, to delve that into it too much. Smells a lot like a cult to me when somebody's telling you what to think and you know what, what not to think. Yeah. Well, so what, uh, what kind of advice? You, you've, you've shared a little bit, I guess, your advice to tell, tell the Latter-day Saints to study. You, you, felt, you feel differently about the Bible now, of course. The <laughs> Bible's wonderful. It's the Word of God. And, and, and just open your eyes and look for the truth. The truth won't hurt you. It's lies that hurt you now. Yeah. Is, is, uh, God doesn't lie. But Satan tells all kinds of lies. Well, now... At the beginning, you were kind of sharing how what you felt about the Mormon Church, and it, it, do you feel like there are other people that are in your category that are there, they're active per, per se, I mean, they're going, but they just don't have what you'd call strong testimonies? Do you think, you think what you're saying right now is relating to anybody out there? where they don't, maybe they're, they're questioning, they're saying, why don't I have a burning in my bosom? And why don't I feel this way? And why do I question polygamy and the blacks and uh, the seer stone? And I believe that there's a lot of uh, LDS people out there that are, I, I think um, God is, is, is harvesting his, his, uh, <laughs> his people yeah. as we speak. But do you think those people are faking it or trying to trying to do their own good works and feeling like that's going to please God instead of trusting in Christ? Well, I know it's difficult in this culture to, uh, I mean, they have all these social programs. Everybody uh, the culture. is connected, yeah. Yeah, the social it's connected. culture. Yeah. And there's some people, it's like uh, Brigham H. Roberts, which I, I think was so connected to uh, Mormonism. He knew the Book of Mormon wasn't true. And yet he stayed Mormon until he died. And that's sad. Yeah, if you read his book, he's very clear that he cannot support the Book of Mormon. Either the linguistics, the archaeology. He, he didn't even know anything about DNA. That would have kind of pushed him over the edge, I hope. <laughs> but, but yeah, he, he ended up, I guess, staying in the church. But then he was an older man and just felt like that was where he... I don't know what, what a person like that or anyone else that really knows the truth, and I know that there are some very active Latter-day Saints who know the truth, have put it on a shelf, and have chosen not to deal with it. And I think they're going to stand before God at some point, and, and they're either going to, well, it felt good, or I was a little embarrassed because I didn't want to hurt my family's feelings. But they're going to have to stand before God one day, and that's tragic. Isn't that sad? It's just tragic if if 
they've they've got got open their honest. eyes and want to know the truth and see the truth and not have people tell them yeah. what to think. Yeah. You know, op open your eyes. The, God says he is the truth. The truth is not going to hurt you. Yeah. You made a little phrase or made a comment to me a little earlier today or a little earlier, but it said, as a Mormon, it was all, you remember the little phrase you said? As a Mormon, it was all about me. And as a Christian, it's all about God. You remember that? Anyway, if you don't. Well, I know, it's, I know, I know that's absolutely true. <laughs> true. <laughs> but you know, it just struck me so strongly because everything in Mormonism is about me. I've got to get to the temple. I need to pay my tithing. I need to have a good calling. I need to be active. I need, I need, I need, I need. It's about me. It's about pride, I set myself too. up as an idol. I'm the one working for my salvation. In Christianity, it's about God and His grace. There's and so much. to be born of water and of the Spirit, to be born again and to turn your life over to Christ, that's... That's what Christianity has done for me, taking that burden off, knowing that I can trust Christ. Absolutely, and he'll do everything for you. I found in Mormonism, there's a, it's, it's a lot about pride. Yeah, and when you've got pride, then you're judging, and you, again, it's about you. It's about you and what you're accomplishing and what other people aren't accomplishing. <laughs> So it, it makes a, it's a totally different perspective, right? Totally different. And when you can trust God and trust Christ, you can turn your life over to Him. So, Lane, we appreciate your testimony and your sharing your story with us. And uh, I uh, appreciate the things you, you brought out, some things that we've never, uh, some of the things we haven't talked about before. So I think, thank you for that. Thanks for having we me. We appreciate you watching. See you next week. Good night. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.